superpowers on the Super Power Up Podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers Podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berende, and today I am really happy to have with me my dear friend, Hylia Aronson. We're going to be talking about sex and motherhood as a spiritual journey. Um, but before we launch into that conversation, I want to tell you a little bit about Haya. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you her bio, and then I'm just going to tell you what I know of her as a beautiful human being. Uh, Haya Leah Aronson is committed to the healing of the planet one womb at a time. She embodies her commitment through her private body work, health and nutritional coaching, and spiritual and emotional counseling with women in Northampton, Massachusetts. The main forms of body work she practices to support pelvic health and embodiment are the Arvigo techniques of Maya abdominal therapy and holistic pelvic care, both of which are informed by her degree in nursing. Another great passion of Haya's is to facilitate transformational healing and empowerment through the practice of tribal belly dance. Lastly, and maybe most importantly, Haya transforms the planet through conscious mothering of a young developing son, Birch, who is a wonderful, wonderful human being and I think a great testament to Haya's brilliant mothering skills. And yeah, I'm just so pleased and honored to have you with us today, Haya. You have such a dear place in my heart and we've grown and cultivated and deepened our friendship as our children have grown and gotten to know each other more and they just love each other so much and I love you so much and I'm just really happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. I love you and Sana and Daniel so much too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have a we have some good good family funny moments together. Uh-huh. <laughs> um mm. so before we go into this I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. It feels really important and really relevant um about sex and motherhood as a spiritual journey um but before we dive into that i would just love to hear what are your superpowers my superpowers well one is certainly mothering i think all mothers have superpowers and that is mothering um i think i'm great at listening to women asking poignant questions to help them find what they want and start to slowly intentionally and lovingly cultivate the pathway to getting that mm, beautiful um so tell us a little bit about your work and how how you came to be doing this work with women it's really valuable work if you don't know anything about um, my abdominal massage therapy i would really recommend checking it out it's it's powerful work can you tell us a little bit about that journey yeah absolutely it's been a really powerful path for me um as you mentioned i am also a registered nurse and when i was in nursing school i developed a condition called interstitial cystitis which um it's a bladder condition it means it's it's basically an inflamed bladder so for anyone who's ever had a bladder infection or a urinary tract infection it feels like that but there's no bacteria or known cause for it so there's really no treatment so it just feels like a bladder infection but there's no real pathway to healing and most 
Um, most doctors will tell you that it's a life condition. In fact, two people who Jack Kevorkian assisted in suicide had that condition. Um, so I was in excruciating pelvic pain. Sex was painful. I wasn't able to have sex for quite a long time. I woke up to pee many times every night. So I wasn't sleeping. I was in pelvic pain pretty constantly. And I was moving through nursing school like this. Someone suggested that I try my abdominal massage. I had done a lot of things dietarily and herbally and spiritually that got me to a place of feeling like the condition was manageable, but sex was still irritating and I still suffered from intermittent pain and discomfort. Um, so I began my pathway with my abdominal massage by attending a weekend long self-care class. And when I was there the first evening, I just knew in all of my cells that that was going to be the thing that tipped me over the edge of um, feeling the way I wanted to feel in my body again. And that ultimately became true. Um, I have no symptoms of interstitial cystitis anymore. I had a baby and only had to get up once at night to pee through my entire pregnancy. Um, and I have lots of sex and lots of pleasure with no discomfort at this point in my life. Um, so that was my pathway to discovering the work. And um, I work with a variety of different conditions around menstruation, around pelvic health, pelvic pain, um, urinary incontinence, endometriosis, digestive, chronic digestive complaints. It's rare to, to meet someone who has, you know, painful menstrual cycles, but their digestion is absolutely perfect. Everything that's in the abdomen tends to be related. And usually there's relationships between a variety of different symptoms and conditions that women struggle with. And there's a lot of shame associated with most of these conditions. I mean, there's a lot of shame associated with with the womb, with with our yonis, with that part of our body in general. So I know that that's something that you work with women with a lot, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's we can never work with the physical condition without also talking about the emotions and feelings, one of which is often shame, right? It's easy and comfortable to say, oh, I have a a cold, right? I have a head cold. My nose is sniffly. There's no shame in that. But HPV is just as common as a common cold, yet to come out and say, I have warts on my vagina, that's, whoa, there is so much shame in that. But I, I've been really working to decouple the shame from the physical experience because it's so common and because um, releasing that shame, I think, is the pathway to embracing our pleasure. Totally. Can you talk a little bit about that in terms of, you know, we're talking today about sex and motherhood um, as this spiritual journey. And can, can you talk a little bit about sort of how that's played out in your own experience and how you've seen that in clients with, through that journey of their relationship to sexuality, their relationship to shame, both before and then after becoming a mother? 
Wow, that's a big question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't have to break it down into a bunch of tiny little pieces. Um, <laughs> so my relationship to sexuality before becoming a mother and after becoming a mother. Um, well, I think the first thing to say is that sexuality and mothering separately are each their own spiritual paths, right? So um, it's funny because motherhood is often taken out of spirituality, right? Like you can't bring a child to a yoga class. You got to keep them quiet in church and all these different places. Um, but really the, the path, the spiritual path is, um, is meeting my vision of what a spiritual path really is, is like meeting adversity and moving through it with vulnerability and grace and what our mother's doing every moment of every day, but that, right? So just mothering by itself is its own spiritual path mm -hmm. in that place. Yeah, beautifully said. Sexuality is like, what are our desires, right? What are our desires and how do we want to get there? The yoni is a canal, right? And so there's like this pathway. The yoni is like a pathway to what is our pleasure? What are our desires? And, and, how do we want to manifest those? And I really believe that connecting with our pleasure and our sensuality is this pathway to manifesting desires that aren't specifically connected to our sexuality per se. Total, um, total agreement with you on that one, for sure. Right. So then we take spirituality out of mothering and then we take sexuality out of mothering and we start to feel lost as women. Um, so what happens when we become a mother? Well, first I think we become a mother the moment we get pregnant, even before we know that we're becoming a mother yet. Mm -hmm. And then we prepare for this journey of, of birthing and regardless of how we birth, right? Maybe we have a vaginal birth, maybe we have a cesarean. Either way, the initial response to giving birth, well, the initial response, we hope, is just pure love. <laughs> and then it's profound healing and all these things we don't talk about, like depression, like... Um, pain you know like incontinence like pelvic pain like we can't have orgasms anymore this is not what happens all of the time but this is these are all common things that happen to women and then we go through this healing process where we are inherently disconnected from our sexuality we're um, focusing so deeply on this other being who really needs us all of the time and completely letting go of our own needs and desires. So the question of like of how these spiritual paths of mothering and sacrificing ourselves for another um then how can we also meet our own selves and our own desires and our own passions which um in the sacrifice of motherhood we inherently shame ourselves for even wanting that or feeling those desires in those moments because we've just brought to life this being who needs us all the time. So first it becomes this question of, is it, can I, 
can I want my own passion and feel like that's okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's all of the the physical changes that we go through too. On top of it, I mean, I remember from myself when I was pregnant, I felt like a goddess. You know, I was like had this big, beautiful belly and was just really in this like full of life and full and gorgeous and and. And then as soon as the baby was born, I had this like flabby sack hanging off of my front and no longer felt beautiful or gorgeous in any way, shape or form. And I had gained all this weight and I wasn't getting any sleep. And I was, you know, there was just like so much, so many layers of things um, and overnight. And then all of a sudden there's this little person that needs me all the time. It's, it's a lot. And I think we don't talk about it enough. Um, about the reality of motherhood it's all we, we sort of gloss it over it's like this shiny package of you know you, you want the car and the picket fence and the and the two and a half kids and and, and there's no conversation about like, what that actually entails on an emotional and a spiritual level yeah that's true um so we actually, we have to take a quick break, um, but when we get back, we're going to dive into this topic a little bit deeper because Haya has just such a fascinating perspective on it, and it's she and I share a lot of, of juice around this topic. Before we go to break, though, Haya, will you tell everybody where they can find out more about your work? Yeah, absolutely. I'm at www.purpleroseabdominalmassage.com. Beautiful. So when we get back, we're going to dive deeper into this topic of sex and motherhood as a spiritual journey um, and hear a little bit more about Haya's own story. So stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you are ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right, and we're back. Um, Haya, would you would you tell us just a little bit about what your what your process was in in relationship to you know you you'd been doing all of this work with women for years before you became a mother yourself and then to to actually go through that journey you know how did it change you how did it shape you what was that process like for you um it was really interesting and it continues to be <laughs> and it will continue to be because we are ever changing evolving beings as sensual and sexual beings as humans as mothers as people as women um so i gave birth and my partner and i after that we didn't have intimacy anymore i didn't um desire that for a long time and we we separated we ultimately separated so um many women after they give birth don't actually have 
much sexual desire at all. I actually did, but besides myself, I didn't have outlet for it. I still maintained that connection with myself. And no matter what happens to your vagina when you give birth, usually the clitoris still works just fine. (laughs) So that was a part of just keeping my teacher Rosita she always says use it or lose it and she talks about it with aging women but I think that's also true for postpartum women that mm-hmm. um, just keeping it's like if you have a, a car that you don't drive and it just sits in the driveway and the tubes get I, you know this happens with cars like two I don't really know what all the tubes do there as I do with vaginas and fallopian <laughs> tubes get dry and they start to crack and then Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter much if you start lubricating them because they're not working that well and it takes a lot of work and sometimes replacement to get them to work that well so to just keep those tubes primed and lubricated and working felt really important to me so I maintained that um and then I was when I started being intimate with other people again, I thought like, I, you know, I know that I can make myself have orgasms, but just clitorally, I don't know if anything else works anymore. (laughs) And I was really terrified. But what I, what I learned was that I actually could attain, and this is still true and it continues to unfold that I have more pleasure than I ever did before I became a mother. It's like something about my loving opened so profoundly in response to meeting this being that I birthed. And I think this is the place where we start. It's it's so interesting and it's almost difficult to find the right language for it. There's this common response to mothering where we disconnect from our pleasure and from our sensuality but I I think the journey of um, I know I wanted to be a mother because I had this story or idea that um, that birthing a baby and mothering is the most profound experience of love that one can experience and I'm by nature am a lover um, and I for myself was right. Like mothering and meeting this person was the most profound experience of love that I could have ever fathomed for myself. And it opened me to, to continuing to meet myself as a profound lover. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's not everyone's experience and that some of the some of how we disconnect from our sensuality and sexuality is about how our organs work after we give birth and the places where they need healing and support and how we don't really even know the pathways to getting that or asking for that or where they even exist in the world. Um, But that the things that happen to our, to our reproductive organs through the process of birthing Um, incur a lot of shame for us that further disconnects us from our sexuality and from our desire to connect with that part of ourselves and then it's this spiral of not connecting with like what our essence of passion is in the world Um, does that make sense totally yeah I think I think it's really important 
to to be drawing those connections oftentimes we can compartmentalize oh well there's something going on physically and there's something going on emotionally and there's but and they're like on separate sides of the room you know we don't talk about how they connect um but they're very connected like you mentioned earlier and and i think passion and sexuality are very closely linked and and it's some it's, you know some of the work that i do with my clients in 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 drawing those connections and in how what we're manifesting in our lives and and what we're doing in the bedroom or not doing in the bedroom and how closed or open we are in that process they're connected they're absolutely connected and that that something that i think you and i both share is this desire to to make sexuality not only okay but celebrated through the process of motherhood because i think culturally we have this you know we're we're kind of a maiden obsessed culture and and what i mean when i say that is the like the pre pre birth the pre pregnancy stage of womanhood you know and and so everywhere you go you see images exalting the the young woman and you know we we should shave off all of our body hair to look younger in that way and so there's this thing that happens where if you've been you know maybe a little bit more sexually um fulfilled or open in your in your life and then you become a mother you no longer have a place to put that sexuality it's like somehow there's this cultural storyline that you you kind of have to put that under wraps now that you're a mom and you don't get to you don't get to be sexually expressed and yeah there's this weird thing that we do and and I think where you and I connect and and really share a lot of passion and juice is trying to rewrite that cultural storyline absolutely um you mentioned in my bio that I'm a belly dancer and I perform not a lot because I don't have as much time as I used to now that I'm a mother but I it took me as a bold sensual woman who never really lost connection with that for myself um, my body mostly went back though I don't actually believe our bodies ever go back to the way they were and that's a fallacy to just completely let go of right our bodies are never going to go back to the way they were before we had a baby but that's not bad (laughs) um so my body i love my body um but i have this loose skin on my belly that i didn't have before as a belly dance performer i was afraid at first to bear my belly after I had a baby and then it became this place of well actually I am an amazing dancer still because I dance my passion and why should I feel shame that I have this loose skin on my belly I should feel proud to have that like I went through this major initiation I earned that skin (laughs) I earned that loose skin on my belly Mm -hmm. and it's really only because of the images that we are bombarded with all the time that I was enculturated to feel this shame around Mm -hmm. this new way that my belly looks. But what would it look like for us to just embrace our bodies the way they were and um, embrace the potential for what 
could be different, that could be pleasurable. And, you know, Tati, this is something you and I have talked about before, but I never used to squirt as much as I (laughs) do now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my belly might look different. My skin might be looser there, but my body can do things that it couldn't do before. Oh, for sure. Grateful. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, and I both share this experience of, you know, all of a sudden pregnancy happens. So for me, it was pregnancy. For you, it was postpartum. And lo and behold, we can, we've become female ejaculators, which is a pretty awesome experience. Yeah. And multi-orgasmic women. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can have so many orgasms in one (laughs) sexual experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's because of giving birth to exactly. some degree. Exactly. Yeah. There's a there's a shift and a change and there's an expansion, um, not just on a physical level, but you know, I really loved how you spoke about the the love that um your heart was opened to through the process of having a child. And it's true. I mean, those of you who are moms who are listening to this, you know that love. It's, it's all encompassing. You feel like your heart's going to burst open into a million pieces sometimes, the depth and the ferocity of the love that we feel for our children. And, and there is a connection there in, in being able to love so hard with our hearts and also being able to expand um, sexually with our bodies and with our hearts and with our spirits in that process, you know, again, there is a connection there and, and it can get really juicy. And that's it. Like we don't talk about that enough, in my opinion, about the amazingness of what's possible sexually after having a baby, you know, it's not all trauma and drama. It's like, there's some really amazing, empowering, gorgeous stuff that can take place and you know we don't need to be afraid of that we need to step into and embrace and own that and lead lead with that understanding of like heck yes we are mothers and we are damn sexy and we are better at it than we were before we were mothers and you know really claiming that I think there's a lot of potency in that process I think there's a lot of potency in claiming that and I also think there's a lot of potency in um and having space for the vulnerability and shame that um, that does come up around, you know, in a lot of ways, Tati, you and I are both blessed to have expanded so much in our sexual paths Absolutely. as a result of motherhood. And I also really honor the journey and the suffering of women who Um, move through a pathway of pain and suffering and lack of orgasm that that happens after they give birth and uh, that's definitely a place I would actually consider that one of my superpowers I've worked with many women who come in after they've given birth whether it's six months or five years or 40 years I consider a woman who hasn't Um, worked on the healing around her postpartum experience postpartum until or forever we're postpartum forever but until we worked through that I consider it postpartum healing Um, so I've worked with many women who struggle to have orgasms and supported them to find their way back to their pleasure so if you're not having that juicy experience um, I invite you to search out whatever it is 
that might be your pathway to finding the support and healing to get there because I don't think it's lost. I think it's possible and I think it's accessible. Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, we've both done a little bit of work with Sherry Winston and like she says, it's a learnable skill. And I think that's really important to remember. And thank you for doing that work with women because it's true. Yeah, you and I have had these juicy experiences. And, you know, for me, orgasm was always accessible. And I know that there's a lot of women for whom that's not true. And, um, and we do need to be able to have space for that also. Um, and at the same time, I think standing and in, in, in claiming that potency allows more women to know that it is possible, that it's actually not, not normal to, to not be having orgasms and that it's okay to want to expand and learn how to do that and, and to do that work to be able to become someone who has access to that. Um, I also know, you know, I, my mother's friend, she went for years for, it was like 50 years after she had her first daughter um, when she finally learned from a practitioner that she was so scarred physically from the experience of having her first child that she actually physically was unable to have orgasms. And there was such a relief in her learning that information because she had spent these 50 years thinking that there was something wrong with her because she was trying to learn how to have them and she was unable to. So there's, you know, there's many, many different sides of this conversation and it's, it is important to acknowledge that too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, for for any of the moms who are out there listening today, you know, is there if you could if you could give them like one real juicy nugget about maybe maybe about like how to turn this process that can be so messy and painful and wonderful and all of these different things, like how to turn that into spiritual practice, how to turn that into a spiritual journey. You know, what would you say to them? Hmm. I would say a place to begin is to know that um, in our own embryological development, our hearts are the first to exist in terms of organs. And then from our hearts, our reproductive organs and our brains sprout directly from our hearts. Um, so I think it's a powerful practice to breathe into the direct connection that exists between our hearts and our vaginas and see what sensations arise from that. I think the next step from there is to cultivate connection with our vaginas that don't have a goal. Um, if we have a goal or an expectation that the touch or the connection needs to end in orgasm or pleasure or anything specific, then we start to feel a sense of pressure. But if we can just connect to simply get to know ourselves better and to feel the connection between our hearts and our reproductive organs then we start to connect with ourselves more deeply and start to hear the messages of what our bodies want, what our spirits are longing for. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. I love that you mentioned that 
to have that connection without a goal. It's something I've talked about with clients before, just, you know, taking the, the goal orientation out of sex, we can be so orgasm oriented. And, you know, if I don't have an orgasm, then I failed at this sexual experience. And to really just enter into it with deep curiosity and deep exploration. I mean, the most amazing orgasms can come out of that process. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but to really engage in it without needing that to be what happens. Thank you for naming that. That's so, so valuable. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm. So I love you so much and I really enjoyed this conversation today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. For those of you who want to find out more about Haya's work, you can go to purplerosehealingarts.com. Um, I got that right, right? Yeah, there's two websites. That, okay. There's that one and there's purplerosabdominalmassage.com also. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Um, and... Yeah, I love you. I love the work that you're doing in the world and I want to see more of it and more of you. So thank you and thank you to all of our listeners out there today. I hope you found value from this. And one thing I did want to say before we sign off, you know, I led us so beautifully into encouraging that connection between the heart and, and the yoni. And for some people that can bring up a lot. Because if we're not used to connecting with that part of our body, it might be for good reason. We might have shut that off at some point because of trauma, because of some really intense experience. And so I just want to really speak to, to acknowledging that, that if, if, you, if you are somebody who found that even just in that really brief moment of encouraging that connection, there were some challenging emotions that came up for you, please reach out to one of us um, for support because that's not that's not a journey that I believe we can really navigate by ourselves, nor should we have to. Um, so yeah, if it's not one of us, reach out to someone else for support in that area. Um, there's a lot of people who do work in, in that area and it's really, really important work for us to be doing as women and as men, but especially as women right now, there's a lot of healing that we got to do. Yeah. So so thank you for catalyzing that healing, for doing that healing work, Haya. Yeah. Um, and, um, and thank you to all of the listeners out there. I hope that this was really a lot of good juice for you. So until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.